Welcome to Assurity's Good Business Podcast. I'm Matt. In this show, we're talking to the leaders who are successfully making business better for the world, from eco-friendly changemakers to companies that give back to their people and communities in a big way. Today's guest is Becca Quirk. She's a community engagement manager at B-Lab, the nonprofit force behind the ever-growing B Corporation movement. If you haven't heard of B Corporations yet, get ready. You'll be an expert after today's episode, and you'll know why this new way of doing business is catching on all over the globe, and what ice cream has to do with it. First, let's meet Becca. Hello, my name's Becca Quirk. I use the pronouns she, her. I'm calling in today from Brooklyn, New York, uh, and I work at B-Lab US Canada as a community engagement manager. Before we dig into how B corporations have created a community and coalition for change, let's learn a bit more about what a B Corp is. B-Lab is a global movement and they were established in 2006 and our whole mission is to transform the global economy to benefit all people, communities, and the planet. We have a global network and they create standards, policies, and tools for businesses. And most importantly, we certify companies known as B Corps. And that's what we're best known for. So you can think of our certification as what organic is to an apple or what fair trade is to coffee. But instead of looking at it just as a product level certification, our certification analyzes the whole business. And so there are three pillars that are involved in becoming a certified B Corp. We first assess if you are reaching the highest level of social and environmental performance, and we do that through our B Impact Assessment. The second pillar of becoming a certified B Corp is that there needs to be a legal accountability. So you are legally required to consider all of your stakeholders, not just your shareholders. And then lastly, there's a transparency piece. Every company that becomes a certified B Corp needs to have a public facing profile, which is on our B Corp directory, which you can find on bcorporation.net. And everyone will have a B Impact report that is searchable and uh, available to the public. It takes a lot more than an application to become a certified B Corp. It's an in-depth process that requires companies to take a close look at themselves and their operations. We learned that at Assurity in 2015 when we became a certified B Corp. Here's more from Becca. Our certification accredits companies that meet the most rigorous standards of overall social and environmental performance. And today that community stands at over 3,600 B Corps globally in over 74 countries and in 150 industries, and they're all working to redefine what success looks like in business. We analyze every company on five different impact areas or also what we consider stakeholder groups. So the first is the governance of that company. How are they operating? What is their legal structure? Um, What does their board of directors look like? The second is on workers. What benefits do they provide to their workers? What professional development do they have? How do they train their employees? and help them to to get raises, promotions, things of that sort. Uh, The third is customers. So does your product and or service have a positive social or environmental impact? uh, And or does purchasing this product uh, help give back in a direct way, such as a buy one, get one model? The next stakeholder group is community. So what do you do to provide jobs to your local community? How do you give back to your local community? And lastly, there's the environment. Uh, And that is looking at your scope one, two, and three emissions and every way in which you impact your 
environment, both from what companies you work with and their impact on the environment, as well as what your office impact may be, or if you're a sole proprietor, well, how you even manage your waste. So those are kind of the five impact areas that we see the most. Um, and this is what helps each company start to analyze what is their whole impact, right? A lot of other certifications or a lot of other community collaborations may focus on just the one. And while we see within our community, people starting to group around those specific impact areas, the beauty of our community is that we see people looking really holistically about not just one factor of having a good product or potentially having a good service, but they think really about, okay, how can we help this? Uh, how can we help think about what our holistic impact and how we operate as a business could be improved? And as we learned in our last episode with Jared Carlson, B corporations and other types of social enterprise are succeeding, which is leading to more and more companies becoming B corporations, even during uncertain times. The growth rate has been really incredible. And in fact, we thought 2020, we were going to see a bit of a dip considering the state of the world that we're in and the financial precarious nature a lot of businesses find themselves in. But actually, we saw an even increase in the number of companies that wanted to become a part of this movement. And we attribute that to both leaders, companies recognizing that they want to be a part of this movement that wants to stand for better and wants business to really stand on its own two feet and and talk about what they can do to give back to society and their communities. But also we see that because of an increased demand and consumer awareness and asking B Corps as well as just ordinary companies, what are you doing in this moment to step up? Like many millennials, myself included, Becca found herself searching for work with a bigger purpose. And that's how she ended up at B-Lab. I found out about the movement probably back in, I want to say it was 2017, I would say, 2016, 2017. And I found out about it when I was job searching because I was one of those eager beavers recently out of university wanting to dedicate my work to something that had a bit of a mission behind it. And that's when I stumbled upon what B Corps were and knew that this was a great way for me to vet a company that actually meant what they said. Now, she's a community engagement manager, which in a movement like the one B-Lab has created is a vital role. I have the great pleasure of day in and day out working with the B Corp community, um, specifically the US and Canadian B Corps. Uh, so my role as a community engagement manager, I kind of view as um, being the connective tissue. Uh, I try and encourage and engage B Corporations to connect with the broader community. And occasionally I even interconnect B Corps with some other team members at the internal B Lab team. Uh, my whole goal is to try and grow this community so we can be as supportive to one another as possible. A lot of what that looks like is how do I help encourage B Corps to work together on marketing campaigns that they have upcoming? How can we see more collaboration of people speaking to what it means to be a business that stands for more, a business with purpose? Um, how do I keep them in the loop of campaigns that B-Lab US Canada comes out with? Uh, another big factor of what I do is how do I help B Corporations recognize 
the value add they have of being a part of this community and specifically what that can mean to any and all of their employees. Uh, there's a lot of B Corps that have people that are working in HR and marketing and different variations of, of roles and supply chain, things of that sort, that have access to others that are doing very similar work to them and specifically with the scope of how do I do this better? How do I do this in a more impactful way? How do I do this in a way that has the least impact on the environment? And so trying to really bring those employees together to start to crowdsource a lot of best practices of what better business can look like, as well as I really try and incentivize companies to think about what does their impact look like at this moment, and that's the great benefit of becoming a B corporation and, and doing so and getting your impact measured by your B impact assessment. But once you've reached that certification point, how do you continue to improve? Uh, and our B Corp certification is not a one and done. Once you receive your B Corp certification, we mandate that you recertify every three years. And so we need to see that impact improvement because in addition to recertifying every three years to continue that commitment of being a better business, our bar is raised every three years. So I'm really trying to incentivize our B Corp community to continue to push themselves to be better. Over the last years, B corporations have started to work together, collaborating on projects and learning from one another, and they've created some surprising results. Our B Corp community does really represent best in class when it comes to how businesses can operate differently. And so the more we can bring these thought leaders together, I think the more benefit we can see both to our existing community, but also to ordinary businesses that are also trying to improve their impact. And we believe that we're stronger together than apart. Our certification is expansive and companies that um, within it can operate in different countries in seemingly unrelated industries, but they're all working on that common goal of using their business as a force for good. Part of the magic of our community is that together they're this movement that is proving that businesses have to do better and that they can do better and that it's profitable for them to be doing so. Uh, and there's a lot of businesses in the community that continue to learn from one another and that there's a lot of best practices that they can bring to the community and again, to the broader ordinary business world to start to engage. If they're not ready to make the jump themselves to become a B Corporation, what practices can they learn from these best in class businesses that they can incorporate to start their journey of improving their impact? I guess one good example that I can bring up on how B Corps have collaborated with one another is uh, Rhino Foods, which is a cookie dough manufacturer that actually supplies the cookie dough to Ben and Jerry's, which is another B Corporation. Um, Rhino Foods' whole ethos is, uh, okay, what can we do to really help support our employees, right? And they have a huge hiring funnel that comes through helping support refugee populations that are located within Vermont. What they recognize is everyday Americans will struggle to, to meet a financial emergency that happens in their lives. Something as little as $500 could create a huge devastating impact for these employees. And recognizing the financial instability that a lot of people in this country have, and specifically some of their workforce had, they decided that they wanted to do something about it. So they developed what's called the Income Advance Program. And the idea is that rather than their employees having to go out to like loan sharks or having to quit because they needed to find other ways of, of paying back loans in, in sometimes dangerous uh, manners, what they've done is they've created loan schemes for their employees that they have access to emergency funds. And then little bits of that is paid back off of their um, paychecks every week. Uh, and 
the extra benefit out of this is that a lot of these employees actually were having struggling or accessing bank accounts. And so this was a whole new way for them to be able to have new bank accounts established and grow their credit score. And so this is just one beautiful story of what a B Corp's mission can look like. Uh, and Rhino does a lot more beyond just their income advance program, but they knew that they wanted to share this with the B Corp community. So at what was previously our in-person annual champions retreat, they decided they were going to host a session and teach all other B Corps about this. And I cannot tell you the excitement that other B Corps had hearing about this and wanting to do the same. So Rhino Foods actually developed a foundation that can help other companies do this. And this is beyond just the B Corp community, any business is able to consider incorporating this into the way that they do work, but they created this foundation that helps people have a way to learn about exactly how they can incorporate this. And what they did was they shared it with the B Corp community. And we've seen, I think at this point, a handful of other B Corps that have incorporated that, such as the Bama companies, which operates out of Oklahoma, which has a whole different set of employees, but have also seen the benefit of being able to create this financial support to their employees beyond just high quality jobs that pay well, being able to be this additional support factor for them. So that's one fun example of what collaboration has helped to foster in the community. And the impact goes well past cookie dough. These companies are not only creating incredible products, but they're innovating new ways of doing business and enriching the lives of their stakeholders in the process. Some other impact areas we see a lot of focus coming from our community beyond tends to be the workers piece. And so I think a fun example or a really impactful example that I could share is uh, somewhere else in the Ben and Jerry's supply chain, which I, I promise I am an ice cream lover, but I, I have other examples beyond this. But I do think it's an impactful example is Grayston Bakery. And so they create the brownies for Ben and Jerry's. Uh, and, and I know we're, we're talking about all these fudgy delights and I'm also getting a little hungry, <laughs> but they specifically created a company with the idea of how can we help employ people in our local area? And they created what's called the open hiring system, which means that regardless of if you have professional experience in the past, regardless of if you were previously incarcerated, regardless if you are currently experiencing homelessness, what they have is a running list of job openings. And if you hit the top of their list, then they will employ you. And they help to create professional development for these folks. They help people who are having, were struggling to get any other professional experience elsewhere to get their initial experience. And they help really support them to transform their lives. They view it as their goal to help. Um, I think their slogan is, we create brownies to employ people. And so it's a really beautiful way of thinking. And they've, again, shared this way of thinking. And they've also created a foundation that helps other businesses think this through. Uh, and they've now shared this with the B Corp community. And in fact, we've seen The Body Shop, which is a global entity, start their own open hiring system. So they started it with a trial last summer for seasonal hiring at their distribution center. And they saw some of the highest rates of retention that they'd ever seen, some of the highest performance rates that they've ever seen, and returning employees for the next season that came through. And it worked so well that they're expanding it into their retail locations as well. And so that's another beautiful story we've seen of collaboration in the community and specifically around the impact area of workers. It's not just B corporations that are innovating. B Lab itself has spearheaded initiatives to help the members of its community reach for bigger and better goals. 
we launched in 2016 what was called the Inclusive Economies Challenge. And the idea was how could we incentivize our B corporations and any company that was utilizing the B impact assessment to start to set goals around diversity and inclusion. And we were really proud of this initiative. We really tried to spearhead the whole community to come together to dedicate themselves to setting goals. Each company was asked to set at least three measurable goals, and they were able to use the impact assessment itself to help to set those and help to keep on track to achieve those. We incentivized the whole community to come out and, and share their findings and share their success and or failures. And we found that it really helped start a, com a conversation within our community to really try and improve and push ourselves to be better about diversity and inclusion initiatives. But what we also recognized was that when you talk about uh, in in improving on your diversity and inclusion journey, that oftentimes setting measurable goals makes it feel like, okay, great, box checked, we are done with that. But what we have realized, and we have recently committed to becoming an anti-racist organization, is that this work is never ending, and it is an ongoing journey. And so we look back at our Inclusive Economies Challenge, and we learned a lot, and we're proud of what we achieved, and we're proud of what our B Corps were able to achieve in setting some really good and lofty goal setting for themselves. However, what we recognized was that didn't go far enough, and that we need to work really hard uh, on making sure that this is embedded into an ongoing journey and that people recognize that it doesn't stop just when you hit XYZ metric. And specifically, it's not just how many people are you hiring, but what culture are you cultivating within your workplace that's gonna help incentivize um, people who identify as people of color to feel welcome there, right? You need to make sure that this isn't just what metric have you hit, but what have we done to transform ourselves as a B Corporation to be our own anti-racist organization. And so we look at that um, with a lot of pride, but also with a lot of learnings. And we're trying to adjust what that means now for us and leaning into our future anti-racism work. We're trying to take a really hard look as well as what do our standards incorporate and what have they missed in a lack of recognition of systemic racism? It's incredible what the B Corporation movement has been able to achieve, but it's important not to rely on one solution to what are most often systemic issues. Becca made sure to point that out. There's a lot we can do together, the for-profit industry, the non-profit industry, the academic sector, and we need to be all moving the needle as one. Um, and the ability for us to work with governments and in addition to what governments do is of the utmost importance to see this systemic change. However, specifically to businesses, you need to look at the millions of lives that businesses can touch. So I think what's an interesting quote here is, uh, and actually we just celebrated the 50 year anniversary of, of, this, of this quote coming out, but Milton Friedman, who's known as the grandfather of economics, I promise I won't go, and I'm no expert on economics, I promise I won't go into too much detail here and bore everyone with an economics lesson, I would not be well equipped to deliver, but Milton Friedman said that the sole re social responsibility of business is to increase profits. And that's what we call shareholder primacy. And this became kind of the golden rule in business. In fact, I, I went to business, I studied business in undergrad and, and my university's mantra was men and women for others. Yet my first day of my first class of business school was all businesses do is increase profit, nothing else. So men and women for others until it comes into the business realm, right? So this was 
this was the way in which business operated. And over 50 years, of course, we have seen tremendous amounts of economic growth. GDP is up, things of that sort. There's been a lot of benefit for the way in which this, this way of thinking had operated in businesses and in some ways simplified the way in which businesses operated. But we need to take a hard look at who did that business benefit and at what cost, right? Extractive business and shareholder primacy focused on too much short-term results has left us in an extremely inequitable society and one in which we're seeing some really tangible evidence and recognition of systems failure. We're seeing the concentration of wealth to the upper 1%, right? We're seeing irreparable and nearing irreparable damage to our environment also growing. And if we look at all of the ways in which businesses can really take hold of who they touch and the impact they have, that's how they're best suited to help improve the world that we live in. If you have this stakeholder approach, so stakeholder capitalism is kind of what we stand by at B-Lab and believe the direction that we need to go in and is the example that B corporations and the way that they do work are representing. But if you start to look at each stakeholder that you impact, you start to look at the holistic way in which businesses operate in our societies and in our world. So not only the, the in people that they employ, the communities that they're operating within, the environments that they're polluting, they have their own way of influencing each of those spheres, spheres, and they have their own way of improving the environments that they work within, the communities that they employ people from, and the benefits and the flexibility and the quality of life that they offer their employees. So they are one sphere that is extremely important that businesses need to step up to and recognize the power and influence that they have within their spheres, however small or big they may think that they are. And that can work in conjunction with greater governmental policies, in conjunction with the beautiful work that so many nonprofits are doing. And in fact, so many of our B Corps have really strong and thriving relationships with nonprofits. But this all needs to work in, in coordination with one another to help to develop a new system. Still, the numbers don't lie. B corporations are succeeding. Their way of making business more responsible is gaining momentum year after year and beginning to make a cultural change. There's always difficulty in getting people to change what have become known assumptions and also what tends to be simpler responses, right? It's easy for a business to focus on just creating profit. The B Corp movement proves that there is a different way of doing business and a way of doing business that is equally as profitable, if not more so. Actually, in, uh, we saw at the end of the last recession that B Corps proved more resilient and their businesses stuck around after that recession at much higher rates than that of ordinary businesses. What we're seeing through this pandemic is that businesses have been able to pivot and in an authentic way and manner to help their communities, help their employees in ways that also help their businesses survive. Uh, and so we're seeing a lot of businesses proving that this is, in fact, the new way of doing business. And I think something that drives this home is that we've seen cultural shifts. We're seeing consumers. 80% of consumers believe, and this is from an Edelman study, 80% of consumers believe that businesses have a responsibility to address societal issues. 86% of employees believe that their employer is responsible to society and the environment. And 
we've seen these trends grow and grow and grow. This is not new, but what we saw, which was new and inciting and uh, made us start to recognize that we're, we're really starting to push this needle is that in 2019, top CEOs of Fortune 500 companies came together through the business roundtable and said, shareholder value is no longer everything. Even companies such as Amazon, right, came forward and said, I don't want to be evaluated solely on my shareholder value. I believe and I want to be looked at at the way that my business is successful in longer term metrics, as well as what I can give back in different ways. So we're seeing a cultural shift and all of a sudden businesses even saying, no, we want to do better and we need to be analyzed in a different way. And when you look at something like the Business Roundtable, the importance of one of the B movement's key features is highlighted. Accountability. It's easy for leaders to say it's time to make a difference, but when the waters aren't calm, their stories often change. What I want to say there is also these companies stood up and said, we want to we want to stand for a gentler capitalism. And then when the pandemic hit, we saw them not stick to those words. Um, they weren't held accountable in any way to believe in that. And what they did was they defaulted to their way of, of normalcy, which is how can I increase my shareholder value? Who do I need to lay off to make sure my bottom line is preserved? Which was not surprising, I think, to anyone involved. And that's where we love the B Corp community because they are held accountable. There is a legal component of becoming a certified B Corporation that says that you care for your stakeholders, not just your bottom line. So that's one way which, in which we can keep people accountable. And although we're seeing huge culture shifts, our response to the business roundtable was great. Now let's get to work and Let's think about how any company, regardless of what your mission and impact is, can start that journey. I wanted to know what companies can do short of undertaking the journey to become a B Corporation. And there's a lot. Becca was able to point me in the direction of the free B Impact Assessment, or BIA, as a place to start. One of our beliefs and one of our, our, our tools is, as I've spoken about, the B Impact Assessment. It's a free tool. Any company can use it. In fact, any employee at any company can use it. It goes into every aspect of what your business is. You need to fulfill like what size is your company you need to input, what industry do you work in, you need to fill in, what market are you operating within. But once you've filled in that information, you have a whole assessment to go through. And using that assessment does not need to lead to becoming a certified B Corporation. It could just start as this one way of saying, hey, what are all the questions I need to be aware of? Because <laughs> there's a lot that people don't even think of. Right? And then once you've started to fill this in, you have a baseline and you have an understanding of where are you now? And only once you know that can you start to understand where do you want to be? So if there was one place to begin, the B Impact Assessment would be it. And it's tailored to be accessible to anyone. There are actually 78 different tracks on the assessment, which I know sounds a lot, but you need to think about the difference of questions that a sole proprietor that has a marketing consultancy will need to fill in versus the equivalent of a Ben and Jerry's that's creating ice cream that goes globally all over. So there's different ways in which we will weight the impact of those responses. But importantly, what I wanna point out is regardless of what your business is, we have the holistic approach that 
there is a positive assessment scope that we have. You do not lose points necessarily for something that you don't do. You only have the ability to gain points within our assessment. And we do that because exactly to your point of how can any company start, we want you to know that, okay, maybe this isn't something you're doing, but this is where you can go. And each question is laid out very clearly to show what would give you a maximum amount of points and what would give you the minimum amount of points. Because we want people and we encourage people to start their journey no matter where they are. At the end of our episodes, we like to thank our guests by making a $100 donation to the charitable organization of their choice. Here's what Becca picked. I have decided in honor of my cousin Denise, who passed away about two weeks ago, to donate to the Aftershock, which is a nonprofit that my friend Susie Neat founded out of Melbourne, Australia. Uh, and it is all about raising awareness of lesser researched cancers and also helping to create support groups for the family members that so tragically lost people to these diseases. Uh, and so I'm really excited to make that donation to the Aftershock, and I'm really grateful for you all um, giving me the opportunity to do that. If you'd like to learn more about the Aftershock, you can find them online at www.theaftershock.org. We'd like to thank Becca for her time in this interview, as well as her insight into the incredible growth of the B Corp movement and the community it offers to business changemakers. If you want to learn more about the B Corp movement, you can find more information at www.bcorporation.net. And you can also take the B Impact Assessment yourself to find out what you can do to make a difference today. Or stick around for our next episode. We're bringing on an exciting guest to talk about the innovations of B Corps around the globe. Thanks for listening to Assurity's Good Business Podcast. Assurity's Good Business is a production of Assurity Life Insurance Company of Lincoln, Nebraska. If you have questions or comments, or if you want to submit an episode topic or guest for us to interview, you can visit us online at www.assurity.com goodbusiness, or send us a note at goodbusiness at assurity.com. And if you like what you hear, subscribe and listen to the rest of our episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Join us again next time for more stories about how businesses are changing the world. After all, it's good business. Assurity is a marketing name for the mutual holding company, Assurity Group Incorporated, and its subsidiaries. Those subsidiaries include, but are not limited to, Assurity Life Insurance Company and Assurity Life Insurance Company of New York. Thank you.